Hello, welcome humans. It is the We Need to Talk Club podcast, and we are on our girlfriends talking living single series. So that's all I'll do because I'm not a singer. It is what it is. That's Lisa's category. And why not? Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Lisa, since you're the singer of the group? Well, if it's not the one, the only, it is. Talisa, Talisa. Mm. That's all. That's all I'm gonna get done. We're time. gonna go over to her supporter. One and, yeah, since we're down a hostess today, we'll go over to her only one another supporter. Um, West Coast, <laughs> please introduce yourself. Oh, I mean, <laughs> supporter. Supporter is a very strong word. Oh, oh she switched totally so fast am, from no, the I last am. episode to this one. Look, look what Burn. you made my husband do. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Stop it. Well, this is Esther from the West Coast, who is uh, an admirer <laughs> of, of uh, Miss Talisa. I'll put it at that. <laughs> Whatever. That will go I'll to the it. South. Now that she done eviscerated her. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Shakima. How's everyone doing? That's great. Yes, I'm fine. Yes. Not a whole conversation with yourself, friend. Oh, Lordy. They're all something else, I swear. So let's get into it. We have been doing the Girlfriend Talking Living Single um, series for a while now. It's been a great time. And we are on season two, talking episodes four, five, and six. Let's get started, shall we? So episode four, Max is called back to work mm-hmm. just to end up quitting tell me if i'm correct yeah you're right um she does not get a new gig by the end of the episode but that was the main gist of the episode and when she was fighting to see if she can get rehired uh or hired by another firm because she is the baddest but it seems like her old firm mother put out some feelers or there's really just no openings because she is not having any such luck um before I ask my questions to you all, ladies, any must discuss on this episode? Do you feel like Max was justified or just full of pride? Talk to me. What you thinking? What you thinking? Um, I mean, I know that in the night, like the corporate world in the nineties is very different than how it is now in the twenty twenties. But I definitely, um push you if you don't feel accepted at a place leave valued yeah. nowadays like the one way to um move up is to move uh companies mm-hmm. move up the ladders to move companies and especially when you can clearly see that they are just keeping you there to stifle you you have to do you like the only person who's going to look after you, your well-being in your wallet is you, not them. Touche. Touche. Anybody else we must discuss before we move on to the questions based off this episode or inspired by this episode, rather. No one else has come off of mute, so I guess not. I agree with us. Oh, wait. Go ahead, Lisa. I was coughing again. Um... I was about to say, like, it would be her pride if this was the first episode I saw, but mm-hmm. it was her pride because she did the right thing and they're treating her like dirt because 
everyone should have been informed of what the best course of action was for her. Yeah, they're doing some straight up sales. The customer's always right kind of ish with this. And that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. And then on top of that, you're going to come into my office, tell me right off the bat, he ain't want you here, but I want you. Uh, I, not even that I want you, but I fought for you. But you're not going to have this. Right. I basically, if we can't have you, no one else can. So we're going to demote oh you, God. but keep you here. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and again, this, I understand that it's like, you know, co comedy writing. But the way that they're handling the situation is opening themselves up to a huge lawsuit because it's a liability if you don't inform your client, you know, in, in a legal way as their attorney. If you don't say, hey, this is in your best interest to consider or at least to put these options in front of you, you obviously have the right to reject it and say to me, hell no. We love each other. We don't need a prenup, but at least I counseled you in that. And so whenever, if something happens down the line and you sue us because we didn't represent you properly, we can go back to that conversation and say, actually, no, we had so-and-so here and we did all these steps and we covered our behind. Like, I just, it doesn't make sense to me from like a just legal way for them to just be so stupid. <laughs> I love how you brought it down. <laughs> Go ahead, Kima. I saw you came off mute. Oh yeah, I was just saying a great hint. Like you work to live, you don't you don't live to work. So if mm -hmm. the job's not fitting you, I say boot it. Agreed. And even when she had a moment of weakness where it seemed like she might call them back, it was just like, you know what? No, yeah. I was right. I was right. And I'd rather not crawl back to that situation. All right, ladies, so I hear you. So quick question. What's the worst part about looking for a new job or better yet, after you acquire a new job? Tell me one thing that's the worst. I love how everybody was just like, ooh. Ooh. everyone took a deep breath and shook their head like, oh, Lord. When you're looking for a new job, what's the worst part? Or, or when you acquire a new job, what is the worst part for you? The, the worst part is looking for the job and actually trying to get an interview. And trying mm. to get hired because it is stressful. Like you're just you like look at me, here. look at me, look at me, and then yeah. you get like fifteen no's and maybe two maybe's. Yeah. And then those two maybe's turn into two no's, and then you got to start over again, and you got to just try to find a yes. And then the you're starting going, over yeah. from scratch from a job that you left. So now you're like, am I even going to be good at this job? Do I even like this job? I just need a job. It's it's just a. <laughs> yeah like especially in this world of how hiring is done nowadays mm -hmm. and i'm horrible at networking which is mm -hmm. how you get you know your next job nowadays. i'm not intentional enough about it good people person but i'm not intentional about it i'm just not good at being yeah, that fake i'm very and honest so it's, it's I'm a horrible people time, person. Like, i'll apply to something and i'm like i don't even like want this yes. right but the just fact that it. you just outright rejected me really you know kind of it it it, it definitely stings at yourself yes worth and self-esteem for sure you know yeah yeah you, you'd be like i i have all of these qualities 
<laughs> like not it humble it humbles you in Goodbye. all the wrong ways for sure that yes. rejection that constant rejection is mm-hmm. like geez it could break a sis down i hate mm-hmm. submitting a resume and making sure my resume is up to the format and code so that your mm-hmm. system can read and pull the information easily and then your gosh dang application has the nerve to still ask me to type in the information that is on this resume. Excuse me? The worst. You want me to insert the start date, the end date, the reason I left, whatever, the description of the... What is the resume for? (laughs) Like, Why do you even need it? It seems like I'm recreating it every time I apply to a job. You want me to just have a pretty picture that you're not going to look at while you still have me insert information? What? I'm sorry. That pisses me off to no end. What about you, Lise? What's the one thing? Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think now it would be the pressure of making sure I don't get got. Mm. Because I definitely feel like I've been got before. You get so excited about actually being accepted or getting mm-hmm. a job that, like, you can miss like the crucial little questions, mm. uh, the crucial little parts where you can fight for a little bit more negotiation. Yep. Yeah. No matter how good you are, HR, all those people, they work for the company. Yeah. So they have. Yep. To- company's best interest not not yours not your pockets not your bills not your home life but the company's um so just making sure that i don't get god in that situation and know my worth and value and be comfortable with oh i'm so sorry i appreciate the offer um but i'm not gonna i i can't accept that at at this time or whatever like being able to say that and then walk away Ooh. Ooh, would I be able to? I don't know. Well, I the know. pressure, right? The pressure. The pressure is real. Okay, listen. And now, if I were to, because the only reason why is because I would want more money. And if you're not giving me that, I'm just trading stress for stress at that point. You yeah. right? Okay. No, I'm with all of y'all. Sorry. Yeah, you're just yeah. a seat filler, really. Yes. They don't. Th- they they don't care. Like. People get fired every day. So buy it, pass away, all the things. Yep. Every day, be disability. Mm-hmm. Next. And they put up and they will put up I saw someone at my uh, the other job I worked at. Their job was posted before they were fired. Ooh. Did they, they saw their job posted on Indeed. Ooh. We had a joke at one of my companies we worked at where it was like, oh, no, they got the tap. They're like, what's the tap? Uh And it was like the manager would come back up to behind the person in the cubicle. And they would literally (laughs) show up with a box already and they tap them on the shoulder. No, 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 they would do the, sorry, they would do the tap. And then the person look up. (laughs) They would guide them to an office. I'm sorry to laugh, but it was wrong. They went to that office, and while they was in the office, another team would come out of nowhere with a box. They start putting all their belongings in the box. 
so that by the time the person left the office, they'd be like, you don't have anything at the table. Don't worry. It's already downstairs. Dang. And they would be walk like, into the elevator. And me and my friends would joke about, man, if I got the tap, if you got the tap, what would you do? Somebody would sit there like, well, one of my friends, he literally only had one item on his desk on purpose. It was a Ninja Turtle Funko Pop. And he was just like, I'm like, you never decorate that. Uh-uh. These heifers ever give me the tap. I want to be able to put this sucker in my pocket and walk off. I said, what you going to do, friend? He said, by the time I get to the elevator, I'm going to twerk and have my middle <laughs> finger up the whole way to the elevator like, mm, mm. <laughs> Dang, that's messed up. Right. That's like a serious thing. You got to joke about the tap. You got to joke about it all just to keep going. She's like, what mm -hmm. the hell? Oh man, the 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 job market is always a seller's market for anybody in real estate or working through it right now. So, well, I would say like the that there was like glorious moment in twenty twenty one. Okay, where oof, just it it was definitely uh employee market for sure. Oh, and buyers, but right, right when all the people were quitting and just like boo boo, yeah. <laughs> And it's still kind of is because of the millennials, right? Like, millennials never mind. Gen Zers. Mm -hmm. Who's doing it the most? Millennials. Gen Zers. Don't be putting us into that. Hey, I hey, if the Gen Zers help make it better for us, I'm all for it. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. I do what y'all gotta do. Okay. Let it let it rise up. Let it trickle up. Yeah, <laughs> us millennials though. We start to get kids though. We start to get desperate. We already desperate, baby. So we like, I got kids. I need my job. <laughs> That's why I just need them to trickle on up. Like, come on, don't make me Gen Z out here. You been up that race. So the next question I have for you guys, based off this episode, um, also in this episode, Overton believes that his neighbor is a serial killer. The old lady mm -hmm. across the street. She has a, what's it called? A protection dummy, body dummy um, yes. thing. So that people don't think she's alone or whatever the case may be. Um, but Overton just sees it as a, a body that she's constantly dragging in and out of the house. And so he's sure that she's a serial killer. And though we can only hope none of us live next to killers ourselves, what's something odd, crazy, or annoying you've experienced from a neighbor of yours, no matter where you live? Is there any odd, crazy, or annoying stories you have? Just one that, that from a neighbor of yours. Ooh. Bruh, we got a neighbor evicted. What? Talk, talk to us. Talk to us. Well, our first ever like place of living on our own, like our first apartment, it was this this guy. He had a disability of some sort, but like he didn't like black people. Mm. Like when we our first week there, he called the police and said that we sold drugs and they searched our house. Oh my god. <laughs> they said they didn't even find a twisty tie, of course, because we're not drug dealers. <laughs> like <laughs> Dang. And then, like, he would, like, stomp. Like, if we made the slightest bit of noise, if we were talking, he would, like, stomp real loud because he lived above us. Bang on the ceiling. And then, like, one day I had to call the police because John was about to go to work. And I'm like, I'm scared to be by myself. Mm. He was, like, bang. One day he cornered me in the hallway and told me about how a gay man made his hot dog. And he was very upset. Like, he was just, like... Oh, this guy. Yeah, we had to write all this stuff down and take it to the apartment. It's like, bruh, what y'all gonna do about this? Because this made us crazy. Yep, and he got evicted. He told us to go to hell. But that's oh. that's my story. Oh wow. He was on top of you and her jaw and this like okay, you know how the TV volume goes up from like zero to a hundred? 
Yeah. We kept it at like 15. Like we tried to like <laughs> we oh, tried to be as quiet and yeah, it's like, like, like it's like if we got up to get ready for work, he would just bow, bow, bow. Oh my god, I'm like oh. <laughs> he's crazy. <laughs> this is get out. But like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm that, glad y'all got yourselves up out of that. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Jeez, Kim, I never knew. I never oh. knew. Anyone else? Um, not not to that extent, thank goodness. I had um neighbors when we had a dog, they would complain all the time that our dog's poop was like turning the grass yellow because they had a dog, but it was a smaller dog. And they were like, we have to feed him certain things because the grass is turning yellow, whatever. And I didn't give a crap. This poop and his pee. I was like, it is what it is. Outside is outside. I don't, yeah, I just, I didn't, yeah, whatever. Um, and so other instances, we don't longer have the dog. And I'm noticing their dog, um, cute little dog. We all know him. He's blind in an eye. Um, he's struggling. He's old. He's been all types of sick. He's be over there shitting in our yard all day every day magnus be sitting over there like watch out mommy at this point and i'm just like you know what this, this right here come on now come on but i guess we all gotta let it go because we all know the dog is at this point disabled but you guys got, got him pooping in my yard all day every day and then one particular incident happened i won't go too much in detail because i don't even i just i don't i think i purged it from my mind but one day, I don't know which neighbor did it. I got in the car. I think I told oh, you God. this. This is my favorite story of all. I, I've never laughed so hard in my life. You shut your face. I don't even have the energy to tell it funny. So sorry, listeners. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell it as a victim. <laughs> I got in this car and it stank. And what was it? I, no, I was about to put Magnus in the car. I was about to put my son in the car seat. And then I noticed this stench and then I noticed in the car in the seat next to the car seat on the passenger side was um or the driver's side was a mound of poop and it was loose poop and it was just sitting there sitting there like someone got in my car and took a poop in the back seat next to my baby car seat Ooh. and just dipped I was just so confused who, what, when, where, how. I still don't know if the neighbor would have vendetta, if it was a homeless person, how they got my car, why they chose that that was the place. Was it on purpose? I don't know. It hasn't happened since, but I also make sure the doors are locked. I thought I did. So basically all my neighbor ish is about poop. It's about shit. It's about <laughs> shit. All of it. I got to find that amount that it took for me to it. clean that sucker. Oh, it was. It was funny as hell when I said it. it I'm so taking a big, funny. I'm taking a victim space oh, right now. It was just so much shit. And to clean up that much shit, my God. My God, the smell. Oh. And then what were they eating? I just, I don't know. I didn't know if it was a dog. Like, did they let their dog get in there and just do it? What human sits in someone's seat, pulls down their stuff, goes oh. at it, and then just dips? Oh. How long I'm did it sorry. take you to get the smell? I don't out? know. It took a minute, but thank God it was, was it leather sheet. It was my old car. Was it? Cotton? Yeah, because like you get in the car and it's always that little bitty skin, yes, that little bitty like, that reminds you there was shit in here. There was some shit. Somebody shit in this car. I'm so glad I got a different car. Somebody shat in this car, and I cleaned the oh. shit out that car. That's crazy. I cleaned the shit out that car. Do do do. Lisa, any stories? Um, I. 
non-shit or bigot related? Maybe. Thankfully, all my like neighbors have really looked out, like looked out for us. Have always been nice. Like I've always had good, really good neighbors. If anything, they you know I'd be like walking in and out the house, and I don't want to talk to nobody, but but they'd be there, and I like that. Um, I do remember this man that used to walk around with a limp when we lived in Palmyra and my mom would always just wave to him. He was an older guy. He was walking with like this big old cane. Um, and she would just be nice and just wave to him. Um, until one day he asked her, would she marry him? So oh, green card. So that was different. Oh, and then I had to. She shouldn't have been waving is the story. (laughs) (laughs) And then, oh, in that same place, this little quaint, quaint little town of Palmyra found out that, oh, (laughs) that um, our neighbor's house burned down. But apparently he was a drug um, dealer that was dealing drugs out of his house. So one of his cooking, probably. Yeah. Ignited I, some things. I want to say their names because I always thought it was funny because it was like this really old I, I think they were to they were together. They definitely were together. Bonnie and Claude out here next door. More like Brad and Chad, but like <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Claude Cleavers. It was yeah, Brandon Eduardo. That mm, <laughs> was out here. Selling the reefers and the drugs. Were they okay? Oh yeah, they were okay. Everybody was okay. That was it. Was a lot being, you know, your door being pounded on in the middle of the night, talking about get out, get out, get out, get out. Oh wow, we're literally one house down from them. Dang. And my other neighbor right next to her, she was so sweet and so old. She was so old. So old. So old. <laughs> nice. But yeah, most of the time, I have really, really. I love. Shut up. No, shut up. After all that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, know. other than the one, the old man who asked my mama to marry him for a green card and those drug dealers who burnt down their house. We've been fine. Everybody been nice, good citizens. Good citizens. <laughs> like, what? Esther's the only one with decent no stories, huh? None. Well, All your neighbors have been just peachy key. Oh, no, just because I'm I'm the neighbor who just does oh, not... Oh, you the crazy neighbor? I'm not... No, I'm not... Uh, uh, mm, I'm just the neighbor who... You're not even aware that I've been your neighbor for like years because I just dip in and out. I don't say hello. I don't the say definition of mind your business. Yes. <laughs> I am such a mind your business person. <laughs> like my, like you know, my partner. He's way better at this. For example, like we have um, our neighbors to our left, just because they're lovely people. We've kind of learned. Like, you know, he's like the wife, like, is was battling cancer, right? Okay. So, what, like, lately a couple was like, oh, hey, I haven't, I haven't seen their car. Maybe she's dead. Like, all of that. Like, you know, I'm worried. And I was like, ah, right. <laughs> the one with the cancer. <laughs> no, no, no. What was, what was he talking about? Right. Well, I'm mind my business. It's a TikTok where this dude is like, you know, I don't even know the pe- only people I know is the person who signed my checks. I don't even know my employee's name, my cousin co-workers' names. I just I don't even mm-mm. 
I mean, it's a safe bet. That's for sure. Keeping to yourself is a safe bet. Yeah. So no judgment here, friend. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, we're going to move on to episode five. <laughs> she said, what? Oh, oh, that one. Khadija is dealing with more financial struggles regarding her magazine, but Regine convinces her boss to take out an ad to ease the financial strain for Khadija while boosting Regine's position as well. The two, um, um, the two collide when working together. Oh, the two have to work together and, and come together in the end to secure the sale. At first, you know, they, they, they clashed when working together, but they have to come together in the end. Any must discuss about this episode before I ask my question to you ladies? Cause I felt like Regine was really feeling herself a little, a little smelling her own ish a little too much at some point. I like I I felt like Khadija like she was really intruding on the process. Anyone feel differently? Like she had every right to kind of be that meddlesome since it was her who kind of initiated the opportunity. Yeah, I felt like she was meddling a bit too because I mean it's not like she was paying for that. True, she wasn't the client. It's not like she knows more about ads than Khadija. All right, so I guess my question to y'all regarding this, since we all agree Regine overstepped. Um, both Regine in sales and Khadija in editorial believe they are excellent at their craft. So what's one attribute or skill you'd be confident to pitch to any investor? What do you feel confident in, in yourself? It doesn't have to be a whole idea, Kima. Nope, not my, not my forte. I'm horrible at public speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I we talked about took, the positives yeah but i never put myself out there on purpose to for someone to give me attention because i'm too much of an introvert like mm. i have talents okay give me one but like but like you'd have to find yeah, them out talk about that talent you like have to ask me hey can you do this yeah sure i can do that yeah. what is that tell us the Whatever, talent what's one know. thing you confident in in yourself I can make people laugh. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'm not going to be like, really I'll can. be a stand-up bitch. No. Okay. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, that's to my to my else. Fair enough. What, <laughs> I'll about take you? It. what about you, Maya? I think I'm good at storytelling. I think I'm pretty confident in my storytelling abilities. To the point where I could even make somebody who yes. shot in my car make it funny. Oh my God, <laughs> yes. So yeah, I think I'm really confident in that. If I, if anything, I can say, stand 10 toes down it. I can tell a good story. What about you ladies, uh, Esther, Lisa? Go ahead. Yeah, I saw Lisa peep a little bit into the camera frame. So She did. I know she's here. I know she's here. I don't know how to describe it. I just, I'm a good conversationalist. People enjoy talking to me. Okay. I can um, see it. I can see it. Um, I can see it as well. Especially the beautiful word you use, conversationalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like um, the things that I say, how I say things, uh, it gets people joy. Uh, yes, it gets the people going. Gets the people going, you hear me? And uh, a lot of times, even when I'm like, when I'm having a low key day, people just know off the back that I'm not 
I don't have the sunniest, you know, disposition in that day. And that, like, that is like, I don't know. I'll say something and people, like, I'll, you know, I'll over and be like, <laughs> I'll be like, what? What was it? Were you laughing at me? It was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I like when you say that thing. And I was like, well, look at this. Oh, hi, honey. Um, so, yeah, like, how my my perspective on things, uh, how bubbly, I'm joyous. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And I like to talk. And I like to listen. So, yeah. Oh. All right, good conversationalist and listener. Wait, sorry, Lisa. I would say this big thing that I never give myself credit, you know, about until it comes up and people have so I wish I had your zen I wish I had your way of like diffusing situations how oh. you, like, <laughs> if you know how many situations I've been in where there's one side that believes this or says this this side is arguing with this side and I'm like well hey guys yada 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 and they're like here's my neighbor now calls me the peacemaker um I, I think I have a good grasp of being able to understand you know multiple sides of things Switzerland you know yeah, I get it. You so I, you sold me, especially you two, Keeble. Personally, make people laugh as long as it's not public speaking. Yeah, but I will look at the paper. That's like a good this. conversation to let's do. Like this, more of an in-person <laughs> thing. No, no, I cannot. <laughs> what about you, Esther? Um, what is my one? Thing that was I was three, thinking. like Lisa just shot off. I always <laughs> came a death to feel free to throw another one in there just to even out the scales of this <laughs> Oh, what? No, what? I said, or two or three, like Lisa just shot oh, off. No. Open to throw I'm another not, one out I'm, to even out the scales if you need to. I'm not as confident as Miss uh, Talisa over there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll say, I. I. I'm really good at making others feel comfortable. Like that they can be their authentic selves around me. Mm, that's cute. I love you. What? I see it. <laughs> I feel it. Making people feel comfortable. I see it too. You may not be supporting, but you admire me. As comfortable as I used to be, you know. Thank you. Right. <laughs> yes. So I think in that vein, I'm. I can, you know, I'm. I'm a very good hype person. Like, if you need like a hype person in your corner, you can holler at me. Like, oh, like a hello, girl. I was like, hi. oh, like hype person. Like, we put up your entourage and just like really. Just, oh, hype man, a hype woman. Yes. My, my, my business. Ain't no judgment there. <laughs> I can definitely see that you you're very considerate in everything you say about everyone, and that definitely can make everyone feel comfortable, at least seen and heard in the room. So that's for sure. So excellent, excellent, excellent. Kimi, you sure you don't want to throw one more in just to even a Talisa scales? I feel like I gotta figure out something else. This with a lot. Like, Lisa, I have a cherry disposition. You damn well do, Kima. Indeed. Yeah. 
Sometimes you annoying. Mean, you, can, you can bring you can bring the joy and the light in any room. That's for sure. They be like, "Girl, calm down." Been like that since you was younger, girl. I feel it. I see it. <laughs> I I I assert that that um yeah. answer. All right. So last episode was episode six, where Sinclair is there. Um, is the star pupil in her art night class. But when Overton inserts himself into her safe space, her whole vibe is thrown off and her joy for the class is diminished. Before I ask my question to you ladies, what any uh, must discuss from this episode um, between Sinclair and Overton? Go ahead, Esther. For me, it's more of a lesson um, that I love how they portrayed their relationship at that aspect because I feel like we rarely do see um couples portrayed in media where mm. they have arguments like in a very legit real argument and mm -hmm. for them to you know be mad at each other and yell and do all of that but come back and talk it out and yeah. and come to a resolution together yeah um and so that was wonderful for me to see that like, yes, and any sort of relationship may be romantic or platonic friendship, whatever. You're going to butt heads. You're going to have arguments, right? Um, but you shouldn't shy away from them. And the the strength of your, of your relationship is how do you navigate that impasse? And how do you actually talk to each other when you are angry, right? that speaks volume about the strength of that relationship because you can bring things up um, without having to, you know, go to name calling and attacking the person, you know, worth and personality and just sticking to the- knows it can be hard, but you gotta practice Oh, that. I know it's hard. That's why, it's, you know, it's, it's difficult to do because mm -hmm. it's usually that like, you know, we just don't, talk about it and he's like a stew and the resentment and like you know all of the negative feelings until yeah. it like comes out or is that we fight and when we fight is that we go we 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 we, we don't deal on the situation but we go to like oh well you are inconsiderate you don't think about you know all these things and you always do it you right go for the jugular Which, mm -hmm. yeah, you gonna make the person the feel as bad as you feel yeah and neither response you know really helps your your relationship grow and again i understand like hey it's hard i've done it i'm just saying that it was really great how they're portrayed it <laughs> agreed i love how overton and sinclair work out and go through the yeah. relationship the fact they're so vulnerable and lay themselves mm -hmm. bare is like exactly what any relationship should aspire to yeah any other thoughts must discuss before the question came alisa about this episode I think that it's important to talk about how even though you're in a relationship, you still need your own space and your own freedom mm -hmm. to do things that you like to do without being hovered over. I feel like that was her thing. Mm -hmm. And even though she probably had good intentions, she probably felt a little hovered. Yeah, the thing I think about is you're too close. You you break it. You broke that like, say you know that little space yeah. that she has for her to develop her, so she could be the best 
for him. Yeah. Unknowingly, and, you know, I wish she had, you know, communicated it in that way, but that's exactly what it is. You, you, that little space that she has for her so that she could be the best for him, he broke into that space. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to communicate that to him. And I think that's important for all people. It's yeah. Agreed. I also think you need to talk louder, Lisa, for future. Oh. I heard you, though, but just louder okay. for future. But yes, definitely, which I love you all for even st- speaking on that point, because that beautifully transitions into my question. What's the one hobby or place, whatever you do, um, that you need to keep for your- keep for yourself, for your own sanity? Is there a place you like to retreat to, like Overton's basement or Sinclair's classroom? Is there a hobby or something you need to be able to do, like maybe Maxine constantly retreating to her friend's house to eat her feelings <laughs> away? What's the one hobby or place, whatever it is, that you do that you just, it needs to be your thing. Please don't infiltrate this space because this is yours. Um, I don't think it's a place. It's just, it doesn't have to be. I'll just try to keep it broad enough for people who maybe yeah, not have like, a hobby. I, I, yeah, I don't really have a hobby per se, but you know we're doing the podcast that's my yeah, yeah. alone time as much as we try to <laughs> even reflect some <laughs> version but this is like you know my sort of me time yeah. you said mine that would be is, yeah. sorry go ahead Kima that and probably like reading mm. like leave my books alone or I'll, I'll kill you like um <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but like yeah that that's about it i don't really have that many hobbies no i, I definitely hobbies. get that like i know like small things at home it would be let let's say with with the chores like the family chores or whatever like if i'm folding clothes it's to i'm gonna watch one of my shows i need to catch up on or a movie to kind of zone out so I don't want anyone else folding or touching because it's like, it's all, I now have to pay attention to you. Or if I'm in the kitchen and I'm doing something like, this is the time for me to zone out and get this task done. And when someone else infiltrates that, I feel like I got to find another space. But outside of the chore bit, the thing that I do is typically hibachi, but usually a restaurant I'll go to. Whatever one makes me happy with something that's on the menu that's expensive and I love hate it when I'm around other people because then that means I got to deal with all the other people's food on the check but just me myself and I that item that if it's just me eating it the check is super manageable it's super nice mm-hmm. I put on my audible or I you know have a, a show or something on my or a movie on my phone I'm watching and it's a me myself and I date and it's glorious and I have no calculations necessary because it's only me <laughs> yes yes lisa what about you <laughs> i love my alone time i love to clean alone i am my best self when i'm just like thinking about life and cleaning and going through things i don't i don't know how i, I don't know i don't know because there's kids all around all around everywhere and every time i'm like oh i'm gonna come up with a system where i can do it while they're there it's it no I don't like to be frustrated during those times so simply I just like my alone time alone time to think to decompress to to sift through all my thoughts wonders um have a long time with like talking to God or like 
what what I need to do you know like I don't know refocus I need to be alone for that like mm. I I thrive in those 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 moments where I can refocus and re-motivate right a space where you're like no one please pop this bubble I need to be in this bubble this is the bubble that is mine <laughs> this is my sanity bubble all right all right if nothing else to add that is our episode i'm talking slowly in case there was anything else to add i don't think so all right so thank you all so much for listening to the we need to talk club podcast um thank you esther for allowing this to be your safe space your bubble we appreciate it also to you kima as well um, I try to make it be my bubble, but y'all saw my child always finds a way into this bubble. So it's not quite sealed tight. Um, but remember to follow us, review us, support us on all your podcast listening platforms. We have a website. We need to talk dot club where you can see our beautiful faces, match it with our lovely voices and see all the other podcasts that we do. Links included. Social media coming at you soon. Um, also... What else do I have to say? We got other podcasts that we do. So listen to um, while you were scrolling podcast, the nap hour podcast, movie reviews podcast, it's all the things. We just try to do all the things and we're organized like that. So we separated them all. So just fit your fancy. Um, last but not least, I always have a great time on this podcast and be honest, you know, you do too. So until we need to talk again, bye. 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 Bye.